Drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you on this Thursday, December the 1st, 2022. Good morning to you. Raymond DeRorio is going to be on the program coming up at uh, 35 past the hour, busting all of the wise man myths, actually, in his brand new book, The Wise Men Who Found Christmas, published by Sophia Institute Press. Uh, Very interesting, actually, how much research he did for a children's illustrated book. We're going to talk about that with Raymond DeRorio at 35 past the hour. Do join us. Coming up at 15 past the hour, Roland Milieri from the John Paul II Institute is going to be on. He has an article out over at Crisis Magazine that talks about why facing liturgically East is a part of the Catholic tradition. And uh, great conversation in that article. So I thought we'd have him on to talk about why the church has always faced liturgically east. That's coming up, so join us if you can. Lots of stories in the news, of course. Elon Musk got to uh, get a private tour of Apple from Tim Cook himself, and they seem to resolve their their issues, and apparently Apple's not going to be deplatforming him now. I don't know. But also, Elon said, uh, oh yeah, by the way, Twitter did actually interfere with the elections. But we promise not to do it next time. And the Catholic Church in Belgium has reported on Wednesday sharp rises. I didn't even know this was a thing until I read this article. But sharp rises in people asking for their names to be removed from baptismal registers. Hmm. 5,237 in uh, 2021. Uh, only 1,261 back in 2020 and 1,800 in 2019. So massive increase in the number of people in their diocese who not only don't go to church, but want to be actually stricken from the record. How's the evangelization going again? Uh, I'm just curious. Hey, New Orleans police have announced that they have arrested 49-year-old Antonio Dondi Tyson. Uh, for and, and charged him with the alleged murders of Father Otis Young and Ruth Pratt's horrible story out of New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Still no motive, though. Doesn't that drive you nuts? Yeah, I don't know why they're doing this. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Pray for the repose of their souls and for, for justice to be had. But speaking of no motives, uh, I'm still trying to figure out why Adrian Fonseca is not around anymore. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> he joins us now by Zoom chat from a bunker deep in the south part of Texas. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Woo! How are you uh, feeling? Somewhat. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm surviving it. You're surviving it. That's, <laughs> yeah, surviving I guess, it. a good thing? It's better than not surviving it, I suppose. I could I, be dead. You could, well, <laughs> then you just I'm go straight to heaven, house, right? As, some, as a wise man once said. <laughs> so you're feeling all right. You're feeling on the, on the, uh, on the uptick? Oh, yeah. Much, much better. On oh, a scale goodness, of 100%. <laughs> I'm probably at like a above a 50, below a 90, so somewhere like Ooh. 75. Yeah, uh, all right, that's not pretty, bad. Not bad, not bad. Much, much better. Fever's gone completely this morning, so I woke up with no fever, which was really nice. Wow. Uh, yesterday, I got the fever under 100. Before that, I was in the hundreds, so that was not fun. Not fun indeed. <laughs> I'm sure it was not fun. Praise be to God. Well, we're glad you're, you're mending. That's, that's a good sign. I suppose that all of this uh, downtime has given you a chance to follow the World Cup and... Uh, 
I saw a lot uh-huh. of people rooting for Mexico last right. night. I don't know how they did. Could yes. you update us on that uh-huh. story? Right. Uh-huh. So there, the ball went back, and then it went forward, <laughs> and then it went back, and then it went forward. And they and ran. And scored. <laughs> and then someone did eventually score by the end of the game, and then it was like 1-0. Uh, you're only going to get that kind of coverage here uh, on Uh Catholic Drive uh Time if if, if someone please comment and let me know did I get anything correct (laughs) I'm sure you got most of it correct Uh, at any rate praise be to God well we're glad you're you're mending up right now and hopefully you'll be back on the show very very soon Uh, of course it's uh, Sherathon week across the GRN so that means our second hour is not a normal hour this week we go back to that on Monday But if you can join us in our second hour, it'll be 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, all across the GRN. But it just reminds us to say you should support your local Catholic radio station. That station you're listening to right now, it depends upon your financial contribution to not only survive, but to thrive. And uh, we need that opportunity because as that uh, Belgian church is realizing, the evangelization of our world isn't going well. And so we need to share the good, the true, and the beautiful boldly. And you can help finance that cause by supporting your local Catholic radio station. So please do that today. All right, we're going to jump in. We're going to pray, and we're going to get started. Much to cover today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, December 1st. Make sure to pay your rent today and here are your headlines this morning. Breitbart reports Western media commemorates Jian Zeming, butcher of Tiananmen Square, as a reformer, as they do. Western media commemorated former Chinese dictator Jian Zeming, who died of alleged leukemia on Wednesday at the age of 96, as a reformer and visionary with an affinity for the Western world, while skimming past his role as the leader who buried the atrocities of Tiananmen Square, among other things. And Reuters reports Albertsons and Kroger CEOs defend $25 billion merger into U.S. Senate committee. Senator Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat and chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee's Antitrust Committee, subcommittee rather, said that she worried that the deal would mean a loss of competition in groceries and potentially higher costs at a time when inflation is already high. Kroger Chief Executive Rodney McCullen sought to allay lawmakers' worries about the planned purchase of a big rival, noting that the merged firms would still be much smaller than Walmart Incorporated, the country's top grocer, saying, quote, The combined company will remain at a number four, he said. The Hill reports Biden administration is paying $75 million to remove three tribes affected by climate change. The Interior Department will provide $25 million to each Washington state's Quinault uh, Indian Nation and Alaska's Nutuk Village, as well as the native village of Napakiak. The Alaska subcommittees, or the communities rather, are a site of severe erosion which is projected to destroy critical infrastructure in Napakiak by 2030, key number there, and within the next four years in Nutuk. The funds for the voluntary program will be provided through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act, 
The administration will also provide $5 million worth of grants to eight other tribal communities, including four in Alaska, one in Arizona, one in California, Louisiana, and Maine. And finally, the New York Post reports House votes to impose rail contract in step forwarding, uh, step toward averting strike, rather. By a bipartisan vote of 290 to 137, the legislators approved a bill codifying a White House negotiated September deal that offered 115,000 members of 12 rail unions 24% raises and $5,000 in bonuses retroactive to 2020. In, separate, in a separate 221 to 207 vote, the House approved a resolution adding seven days of paid sick leave per year for all rail workers covered by the agreement. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Saint of the day is Blessed John of Versailles. He was born in 1205 at Masso Santa Maria in Italy as John Garbala. He studied at Paris and he was ordered ordained a priest before 1229. He taught canon law at the University of Paris while he was professor there. Jordan of Saxony, who was a friend of St. Albert the Great, came to Paris, and John saw one after another of his best pupils desert their careers to join the Dominicans. He seems to have considered them quite objectively without reference to himself, until one day he had an interior voice that spoke to him that it was God's will for him to join the Dominicans. No one could say that John did not respond with a clarity. He dropped everything and ran down the street, yelling, Let me go! I am on my way to God! Jordan received him happily and gave him the habit. While provincial of Lombardy, he also became the Inquisitor. It was a particularly difficult moment. His brother in religion, Peter of Verona, had just been killed by the heretics in Como. The entire countryside was in a state of war with roving bands of heretics and robbers. It was the task of the new inquisitor to try to bring order out of this chaos. And what John did was remarkable considering the situation. It was the good fortune of John Versailles to live in an age that was well populated by saints. He formed a close friendship with King St. Louis IX, King of France. Several of his tasks in the order, particularly in the commission of the program of studies, he shared with St. Albert the Great and St. Thomas Aquinas and Peter of Tarsicius who was the future Pope Innocent V. During the translation of the relics of St. Dominic, according to the account in the Vitae Fratrum, the Lives of the Brethren, when the body of St. Dominic was exposed to view, the head was seen to turn towards John of Versailles. John, embarrassed, moved to another part of the church and gave his place to a cardinal, whereupon the head of St. Dominic was seen by all to turn again in John's direction. On the death of Clement IV, John of Vercelli was very nearly elected Pope. Being warned of the possibility, he fled in fright. However, his good friend Cardinal Visconti was elected and took the name Gregory X. He appointed John as legate on several different missions. He was commissioned by the Pope to draw up the schema for the Second Ecumenical Council of Lyons in 1274. At the council, he accepted for the Dominican order the special commission of promoting reverence for the holy name of Jesus and fighting blasphemy, which was in that day, as in ours, a prevalent vice. He can thus be considered the founder of the Holy Name Society. He died September 1283 at Montpellier in France of natural causes. He was beatified in 1903 by Pope Pius X and 1909 elevated him to the honor of the altars. 
blessed John of Versailles, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and 24 through 27. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act upon them will be like a fool who built his house upon sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? But only the one who does the will of my Father. Yikes. Faith alone does not quite work in sacred scripture. Only the ones who do the will. Yeah, it's an active participation with the grace God provides us. We must cooperate with God's plan if we hope to achieve the beatific vision. St. Jerome would say, quote, as he had said above, that those who have the robe of a good life are yet not to be received because of the impiety of their doctrines. So now, on the other hand, he forbids us to participate, uh, the, uh, to participate the faith with those who, while they are strong in sound doctrine, destroy it with evil works. For it behooves the servants of God that both their work uh, should be approved by their teaching and their teaching by their works. Close quote, St. Augustine, uh, or St. Jerome, rather. Augustine would say, for even in the very name of Christ, we must be on our guard against heretics and all that understand amiss and love this world, that we may not be deceived. And therefore, he says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, but it may fairly create a difficulty how this is to be reconciled with that of the apostle. No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. For we cannot say that those who are not to enter into the kingdom of heaven have the Holy Spirit, but that the apostle uses the word say to express the will and understanding of him that says it. We must obey. We must live our life as though we are obeying. They must go hand in glove, faith and action. All at the same time, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. What's concerning us is coming up next. Atheists claim they don't need God to be a good person, implying God's not relevant to morality. But is this true? Well, Atheists can be good in the sense of knowing behaviors that respect the goods of human nature and living accordingly. St. Paul acknowledges this natural moral law in Romans chapter 2. But this doesn't mean God is irrelevant when it comes to morality. And here's the reason. Besides God's grace being necessary to live the moral law perfectly and merit heaven, God is necessary for the law to be morally binding. How can the moral law be binding if there's no moral law giver behind it that surpasses human authority? The answer is, it can't. So an atheist can follow the natural moral law. 
but only the theist is consistent in saying that such a law is morally obligatory. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. So many of us carry such heavy burdens. You're crazy! Deep within, we struggle. Come on, babe. It'll be fun. Because sin separates us from God. She's got a relationship with George. But thanks to the grace of confession, God compassionately listens, forgives, and sets us free. So if it's been a while since you've been to confession or mass, come home and experience a fresh start. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Raymond Arroyo is going to be on, talking about his brand new book, The Wise Men Who Found Christmas. And it's a children's book, and it's in uh, time for the Christmas season. Uh, praise be to Jesus. You can uh, still get it during the Advent season. But nonetheless, what's interesting about this book is the amount of research that he did for a children's picture book on the wise men, busting the wise men myths, coming up at 35 past the hour with Raymond Arroyo. But joining us right now is Dr. Roland Milieri. Now, a uh, very interesting article he's published over at Crisis, but he is the Vice President of Curriculum and Director of Clergy Initiatives at the St. John Paul II Foundation. And this article is entitled, People Look East. And I found this very, very fascinating. Good morning to you, Dr. Milieri. Good morning, uh, Joe and everybody else. Can can you, can you all hear me? Yeah, praise be to God. Thank you for your time today. Okay. So. You know, I was, I was having a conversation on Saturday with uh, a priest friend of mine, and we were talking about uh, this supposed lit- liturgy war, the civil war going on within the church. And uh, we, we both sort of agreed someone's got to win this thing because it's just creating more division. And, uh, and Christ does not call us to division. He calls us to the yeah, oneness you know, of fun. his body. Go ahead. No, I, no, I, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I thought— you know, for at some point we we moved past the liturgy wars, but then, you know, to your point, I mean, it seems like they they seem worse, uh, worse, worse than ever. Um, and so there's been a lot of you know consternation that that's been caused by the, the series of articles by by three very great scholars, Father Thomas Wynandy, uh, Dr. Mary Healy, and uh, Dr. John Cavadini, and they're commenting on the reform liturgy. But I mean, the portion that I honed in on obviously was. Uh, their comments relating to liturgy offered uh, ad orientum, that is, towards the East, or in, in their case, they were defending the thesis uh, or the implementation of offering the liturgy versus populum, right? It's just a $50 phrase meaning facing the people. And then this is the phrase that that got me from their uh, their article. This is in um, Notre Dame's uh, uh Church Life Journal, although either orientation is permitted, so versus populum or adorantum, we hold that the celebration of the liturgy with the priest facing the faithful is pastorally and theologically more congruent with the reality of the liturgy as the action of Christ, the priest, and of his body, which is the church, a sacred action surpassing all others, right? And so that's the, the one phrase that uh, you know that that got me that you know offering the liturgy versus populum is pastorally and theologically more congruent. They're going on to describe Christ as high priest, but the reality 
uh, you know, or at least the, the view that I hold with many others, and I would say the tradition is that it is more congruent theologically to offer the liturgy ad orientum, right? That is, or some might even say ad deum, right? Simply, you know, facing uh, facing God, right? You, Which has been the tradition for, for centuries. You know what I find fascinating about, uh, of course, I didn't even know uh, the what the word ad orientum meant, you know, not even, I mean, 10 years ago, it was like new to me. Uh, and I remember thinking, oh, wow, I didn't even, like, this is interesting. What, what are we talking about here? Why would the priest face away from us? That seems so bizarre. Like, I remember thinking those thoughts. But the more I studied, the more I found interesting about why the church faces liturgically. To face the rising sun, to face liturgically east is, is uh, all of the people facing and meeting God. And I find that interesting because as I recently I discovered an archaeological uh, site in the Holy Land, uh, on Mount Ebal, uh, high above Mount uh, Shechem on Mount Ebal is a huge, massive stone altar. And uh, this is where Joshua brought the people and he gave them the blessings and the curses. This is where he made that famous statement in Joshua 24, As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. But you, you know, stiff-necked scallywags, you know, be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. Like, this is where that happened. And it's clear based on the evidence of the archaeology there that the priest faced east and everyone stood behind him and also faced east. And then, of course, you, uh, the, it also goes on to say that uh, there was our evidence to suggest that even in the tabernacle, in the wilderness, they always faced east. So this idea of facing God, everyone in, con, uh, in communion, and let's say in uh, conjunction with the priest, all together, all facing in the same direction, but not... But the last 50 years, we've we've changed all that, and it, now it seems very foreign to us. Doesn't that seem weird? No, ab- absolutely. And I, I think you know, in Pope Francis's um, letter, Desiderio Desideravi, he, he t- you know he comments on mo- modern person has lost the capacity to engage with symbolic action, which is the central trait of liturgical action. And so, by turning the priest around, right, in imputation versus populum, uh, you lose that. That symbol, that that symbol that we are all, I mean, the priest, you know, the common language is, look, the father is turning his back on the people uh, when he offers a liturgy ad orientum. And he's not turning his back on the people. Rather, he is modeling for the faithful. He is leading the faithful towards Christ. I mean, as a shepherd should. And, you know, with the rising of the sun, I mean, there are all kinds of passages in, in Scripture you know, that speak of Christ coming again from the east with the rising of the sun. And so uh, the tradition ha- has been, right, to face the east, even in instances in St. Peter's or, you know, the Lateran Basilica, or top- uh, topographically the churches had to be built facing the west. You know, the my understanding is that the, the faithful would turn the same direction as the priest, right? In other words, they're all looking at the the entrance, right? I mean, it's, it seems, you know, strange to think about, but even in those churches that were built facing towards the West, you ha- you had everyone looking towards the East because it's an outward sign of what we're supposed to be, what we're doing in the liturgy, right? That is, you know, entering into communion with, with Christ who comes again. But we we lose that 
eschatological and cosmic symbol, you know, when we, we focus, you know, when we, you know, again, again, implement liturgy versus populum. I think that's in that book, um, Why Catholics Can't Sing. You, when the mm. priest is turned around, you put a microphone in his hand, a star is born. There is this temptation for, you know, the priest maybe to become entertainer. I mean, it's not always the case, but, but that temptation exists, right? And now, we've so, seen tons of examples of it, that's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, you know, Father D'Souza in, in the Catholic Register re, re, uh, recently written this article uh, on the, the, you know, I forget how he calls it, kind of a return to back to the future. And he makes this argument for, you know, ad orientum. And, I, you know, and I, you know I, obviously, I, th- I, th- I think he's right. I, th- I think the the time is is ripe. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm blessed. I mean, I'm in a parish where, you know, St. Teresa's in Sugarland. Well, probably half, if not most, of the liturgies are offered, you know, ad orientum. And even when they're offered versus populum, you have that Benedictine arrangement on the altar, crucifix, you know, candles on on uh, either side. And so I'm, you know, that's another aspect normative for me. That's another aspect about this conversation that I've always found uh, interesting in that uh, mystically, uh, the priest is present at the foot of the altar, uh, foot of the cross, rather, and he is looking up at the crucified Lord suffering and dying there for us and, uh, and uniting in that sacrifice to offer this to the Father. And if he's mystically present through space and time at the foot of the altar, and then he's face, but, but he's facing us, that would put us facing the back of Christ on the altar mystically. Why would we do that? We would never do that. If we were at the actual cross of Christ on Calvary, we would all be facing in the same direction. It wasn't as though St. John the Apostle uh, and Our Lady faced in different directions. They were both looking up at the Lord, suffering for them and for us on the cross. And it, that, another yeah, thing yeah, that seems to be in contradiction to the, to the metaphysics that's going on in what the Church believes and teaches. Yes, I mean, I was at my holy hour the other night, and the thing that struck me, because I've, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, liturgy ad orientum as as of late, uh, because of the article and slew of articles, you know, and, and varying discussions. But as people were leaving the adoration chapel, and I'm not saying people absolutely have to do this, but people were backing out, right? In other yeah. words, they did not want to turn their right. back towards the Lord, expose right. the altar and you know, the tab, you know, or in the monstrance rather. But I mean, think about what what happens sometimes when a priest is offering liturgy versus populum. I mean, sometimes I mean, if the tabernacle is is behind him with our Lord's real presence, I mean, that too I mean, creates another layer of, uh, of of confusion. But and so maybe a way to resolve this is, you know, more liturgy ad orientum. And Advent is an opportune time. We this is the season to prepare, to get ready, to turn. Towards the Lord, you know, and the U.S. bishops have called for a, a Eucharistic revival, and maybe this, you know, parishes, you know, dioceses even ought to consider, you know, this as part of that pastoral strategy. At the very least, right? I mean, let's read. I mean, let's look at Louis Bouillet's liturgy and architecture, or Father Lang, Michael Lang's turning towards the Lord, Joseph Ratzinger's theology of liturgy, uh, you know, Stephen Hyde, Eric Peterson, right? I mean, the list goes on of, of theologians, right, who have written on this mm. on this subject. Uh, but more importantly, right, what, what is the symbolism behind looking towards the East, right? We direct our, our gaze towards Christ, who is the ultimate Orient, and, and we're ultimately called to, you know, his sacrifice is meant to become 
our sacrifice, right? I, you know, St. Paul in Romans 12, verse 1, right? Make of your bodies a living sacrifice. And so as we orient ourselves towards Christ, not just outwardly in, in, you know, and interiorly, right, we ourselves become transformed. We should live, I mean, so not only we're called to worship ad-oriented, but we're called to live lives ad-oriented, right? It's one of the other arguments I make in the in the Crisis Magazine article, right? The priest is modeling metanoia, right? The word metanoia literally means to turn around, to convert. I mean, so in this penitential season uh, of Advent, yes, it's a season of joy and hope, but there is you know, some penitentia in there, right? I mean, you know, yeah. think of the, our, our bread in the East and their uh, nativity fast. But, you know, we need once again to turn back towards uh, towards the Lord and, and live in anticipation of Jesus Christ, who's the same yesterday, today, and and forever. I mean, the liturgy is the work of God, the Opus Dei, the Axio Dei. But in practice, too often, we've made the liturgy what we want it to be, right? The yeah. work of, of the, the people. You know, as we're running out of time here, I really go back to thinking about how much pressure is on the priest now to perform, right? He's facing the people. He's looking them in the eye. He's got to perform. And uh, it's one of the aspects of the TLM that I've, I've grown to appreciate is how, how disconnected the priest has become from that aspect. And, uh, and maybe going at Orientum uh, might give an opportunity, for, as you say, for a Eucharistic revival because it refocuses our attention away from, from us and on to the Lord and to the actual sacrifice and to the foot of the cross. Do you, uh, in the last question here with just seconds on the clock, do you uh, do you see priests growing in this? I mean, you got literally 10 seconds, 15 seconds. No, oh, absolutely. In the words of St. John the Baptist, I must decrease so he may increase. I mean, I, I think it, it could be helpful for uh, the priests. I mean, I know yeah. some priests who say, you know, even the Benedictine arrangement's been helpful for them because now they know where they can fixate their eyes because before that, they didn't know where All right. to look. Roland so. Milieri from the John Paul II Foundation. God bless you. God love you. Hey, we'll be right, right back. God Don't bless go you. anywhere. Thanks, this is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that most people think that rules apply to others but not to themselves? They always consider themselves to be the exception. But what ends up happening is that everybody is an exception, and so the rules don't apply to anybody. The result is something worse than chaos. It's a loss of all the categories of respect and justice. G.K. Chesterton says that when the exception has become the rule, that is the worst of all possible tyrannies. When the Cardinal, formerly known as Ratzinger, gave his final homily before the papal conclave, he said, We are living under the tyranny of relativism. What is relativism? It's when there are no rules, only exceptions. The man about to become Pope was echoing Chesterton exactly. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to pray for vocations to the priesthood. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed daily for priestly vocations? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. 
The Hill reports, CDC is starting wastewater testing for polio in select communities. Concerns over the spread of polio have been renewed this year after the first case of paralytic polio in nearly a decade was diagnosed in an unvaccinated man in Rockland County, New York in July. The CDC will begin wastewater testing in Michigan's Oakland County and an unspecified area around Philadelphia, saying, quote, Wastewater testing can be an important tool to help us understand if polio virus may be circulating in communities in certain circumstances. The Epic Times reports Biden's Secret Service rental vehicles burst into flames after he left Thanksgiving vacation. Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi said that the vehicles that caught on fire were rented from Hertz and returned after the Secret Service was finished using them. The Secret Service was not involved and had no information on why it occurred, the spokesman said. Biden and his family did not ride in any of the vehicles that caught fire in those cars. Uh, They were used to transfer Secret Service agents and staff on the island. And Catholic News Agency reports Pope Francis's spiritual life tip. A daily examination of conscience helps to avoid repeating mistakes. Pope Francis has recommended a daily examination of conscience as an indispensable practice in the spiritual life. An examination of conscience is a prayerful reflection on one's thoughts, words, deeds, and that helps identify moments of sin and ask for God's mercy. This daily examination can be an invitation to learn from our experiences and not to continue to repeat the same mistakes the Pope said. Speaking at his general audience on November 30th, Pope Francis said that the devil's temptation starts from what is most dear to us and then little by little reels us in. He said, This is why a daily examination of conscience is so important. Before finishing the day, stop for a while. What happened? Not in the newspapers, not in life. What happened in my heart? And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, we're supposed to get Raymond Arroyo on uh, any minute now uh, to talk about his brand new book, uh, which is about the wise men. What I found interesting about his wise men book when I saw him was uh, the fact that he did so much research about the story. So we're working on getting him on the line. I'm not sure what the hang up is there, but hopefully he'll come on at any minute now. But uh, I don't know. Have you have you done much research in the wise men stories? I mean, there a lot of it feels like uh, sort of myth. And uh, I found it very fascinating. I was hanging out with Raymond Arroyo, me and about 300 other people anyway. Uh, about a month ago or so, I was emceeing a gala dinner uh, for Fullness of Truth Catholic Evangelization Ministries. And he was the keynote speaker. And when he got to talk about his book, uh, utterly fascinating how much how much effort he put into for a children's book. Uh, this is an illustrated children's book, and he put tons of research into looking at first century sources, what is true, what is not uh, true, where did, where did they come from, were they kings, were they not kings, why did they uh, believe that they should go visit and pay homage and give give gifts all of it is addressed actually in a children's book so there's a little something there for everybody and hopefully we'll get them on in uh, just a moment to talk about that i wanted to uh i wanted to uh, uh bring up a couple of things number 1 it's shareathon week so we are on the air asking for financial contributions in our second hour so if you are listening to the GRN Trust me when I tell you the GRN needs your financial support. If you're listening on the Station of the Cross, do you support your local Catholic radio station? If not, why not? They're 100% listener-funded, so it's an opportunity for you to contribute to the evangelization cause. I mean, let's be honest. How much money of your hard-earned dollars 
out of your checkbook, how much of that goes to actual evangelization? Now you're saying, Joe, I donate a lot to great organizations. That's probably true. You are probably incredibly generous to a lot of people, to include your parish, uh, other people, and that's fantastic. But how much of that goes to actually evangelizing the world? There is a story there is a story that I, I mentioned at the top of the hour. You might have missed it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you a little bit while we're waiting on Raymond to show up here. I think it's important. Uh, this comes out of the pillar. Belgium sees sharp rise in de-baptism requests. It says, the Catholic Church in Belgium reported on Wednesday a sharp rise in the number of people asking for their names to be removed from baptismal registers. The church's latest annual report published on November the 30th said there were 5,237 such requests in 2021, compared to 1,261 in 2020 and 1,800 in 2019. 5,237 people last year called the local chancery in Belgium and asked to be de-baptized. Let that sink in a little bit. That's how far we have slipped. That's how far we have lost the battle. We are losing so much ground. We aren't winning. We aren't gaining. No matter how much embracing we do of the culture, of society, no matter how many, how, how many uh, times we try to act and look like the culture around us, you know, to, uh, to befriend them, to meet them where they're at, we are definitely not getting them where they got to go. Okay, we cannot be accused of actually being successful in the work of evangelization because the numbers do not add up. They paint a totally different picture. The article goes on to say the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that baptism seals the Christian with the indelible spiritual mark of his belonging to Christ. While a person can lapse in the practice of the faith or even renounce it altogether, it is impossible to reverse the effects of baptism. Nevertheless, a rising movement in Europe uh, prompting de-baptism has encouraged Catholics to write to the church authorities asking to be removed from parish baptismal records. The movement is a, a consortium of several political and philosophical factions among European secularists. The report suggested that the Vatican Doctrinal Office's March 2021 reaffirmation of the Catholic Church does not have the power to bless same-sex unions might partly explain the spike in requests. It said, quote, The congregation, now to Castri, for the doctrine of the faith, does not permit the blessing of same-sex couples. The matter is receiving considerable media attention. This may partly explain the increasing number of requests for removal from the baptismal register. The Belgian bishops call on the country's faithful to work towards a climate of respect, recognition, and integration. In September, Belgium's Flemish bishops issued a new document on the pastoral care of Catholics who identify as LGBT, which included a text allowing for a ritual blessing of same-sex couples. The new annual report released days after Belgian's bishops returned from their first ad limita visit to Rome since 2010 will mark grim reading for church's leaders. It said the mass attendance on average Sunday was just 166,785 in 2021 compared to 241,000 in 2019. 
well, one could say, but there was a pandemic in between, right? I mean, that obviously had to account for the drastic decline. Sure, but pandemic's over. Are, why aren't we getting them back at mass? That's the question. To be honest with you, their numbers were pretty sad before the pandemic, though. So it just accentuated the reality of what was already not working. Article goes on to say attendance at midnight mass and on Christmas Day was 347,000 plus in 2021 and a significant drop uh, from the 551,000 in 2019. There are roughly 6.7 million baptized Catholics in Belgium out of a total population of almost 12 million, suggesting that around 2.5% of Catholics attended mass uh, Sunday mass in 2021 compared to 42 point nine percent in 1967 now let me ask you a question because i think that's pretty significant right there imagine if you were the ceo of a company who whose track record was that you lost the vast majority of your clientele how long would you stay in business how long would you keep your job would they allow you to continue to uh to do your thing if the results of your leadership was complete and utter failure? Well, the answer is no. In no segment of the world is that a thing, except for within the church. Uh, this, is, this is a clear issue. If Christ calls us to go and evangelize the whole world, does that not include every single soul within a bishop's diocese? I mean, not just the Catholic ones, but every soul. Like, every soul is his responsibility. And is not the one mission of the church to, to make disciples of all nations? I mean, yes, we have the corporal works of mercy, and praise be to God for it. We, we obviously have to do the corporal works of mercy. Today's gospel makes it clear that we can't just expect a, a free ride to heaven if we have not obeyed and actually uh, contributed by action, by not just word, but deed, in what we are commanded to do. Yes, of course. But is that primary thing, not the evangelization of souls, not just feeding, clothing, housing, visiting, and, and, and curing, but it's to actually evangelize. And yet the numbers, the numbers paint a very grim picture for us. And I feel like the church, the, the majority of the church, has basically become so desensitized to this work of evangelization We've become so indifferent to it that we just want to go along to get along. I mean, your religion's your religion. My faith is my faith, right? Wrong. And we see people, uh, men, bishops in the hierarchy of the church that seem to embrace this indifferentism as though our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ didn't found only one single church. There's only one church that Jesus founded, not 30,000. Not different ways to get to heaven, but only one path. That's got to mean something. Clearly, there's a problem. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, I don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know. And now in these past couple years that I've been listening to, I've learned so much. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. If Jesus brought two of the greatest Old Testament saints to meet with three of the greatest New Testament saints at the Mount of Transfiguration, can you say with any assurance that they were not alive, aware, and able to communicate? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Luke 9 says, quote, Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did you catch that? They were talking with Jesus. That means they have cognitive capability. Secondly, heavenly friends. Those in heaven long for your prayer requests. Their intercession far exceeds your best friend's prayers here on earth. Sorry to say that. And thirdly, a pesky comeback. Well, Oral Roberts University has the prayer tower. TBN has a prayer department. Your home church probably has a prayer hotline. Well, guess what? Heaven has an on-demand, pure, unselfish prayer warriors known as the great cloud of witnesses. They're waiting on you. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. I got to tell you, I'm struggling. Lately, I think I've been struggling a lot with this whole idea. Why are we not evangelizing the world? Is that not our mission? And what's the problem here? This article that comes out of the pillar PillarCatholic.com about Belgium is just a symptom. It's just a marker. It's just, you know, one more piece of evidence that we can look at that tells the same picture that we've been seeing now for a long time. You know, and this is part of the reason why I I say you need to support your local Catholic radio station. Uh, We're on every single platform, every single one, where I'm out there hustling hard on every single YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Odyssey, uh, Instagram. The only thing we're not doing is like TikTok. I don't. We don't do TikTok because that's are owned we, by China. Are we on uh, Truth Social? Yes, I post on Truth Social. What about Parlor? Yes, I post on Parlor. What about MeWe? Say it. SP3RN. I post there too. What about Gloria TV? Uh, I do post on Gloria TV. <laughs> we're that's everywhere. True. It's yeah. true. Uh, and yet, it's it's the most frustrating thing ever. I mean, because no matter wh- how hard I try. No matter, unless I'm willing to pull out a credit card and spend money on those platforms, we are not allowed a consistent access to the public. They just don't. Now, one could argue, well, Joe, part of the problem is your content is just terrible. Okay, fine. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Good content tends to bubble to the top. I agree with you. So there's always room for improvement. Sure. But that doesn't make complete sense. That doesn't account for 100% of the thing because ultimately – there are winners and losers in the social media digital space, and we can't count on the consistency part of it. We're seeing across the board, even big channels. You might uh, put on the board, say, Matt Frad, for instance. Great, great channel. Matt Frad, Pints with Aquinas, does fantastic work. Yet his numbers can be inconsistent at times. Now, they're at a larger scale, of in- but still, nonetheless, we see a little bit of a roller coaster there. So we're living in a day and an age where 5,000 plus people ask to be unbaptized, which is not even possible. You, you, when you are baptized, you receive the indelible mark, as the article points out, and it's forever. It is permanent. There's no going back, which means souls that go to hell with an indelible mark of baptism are punished that much more out of rage by the demons that are allowed to punish people there. And then if you are ordained priest, you have yet another indelible mark, and then you go to hell, you're, imp- you're punished even more than that. So it's a real thing. 
Nonetheless, if we can't count upon, if we can't, like if I know the rules, I can play by the rules, right? So what are the rules? I remember contacting Rumble and saying, hey, Rumble, how do the rules work here? How do I grow an organic audience on your platform? To which they responded, oh, just look at some of the videos on our main channel and do what they do. Like, that's not a rule. That's not... Like those aren't the that's not a rule, okay? Give me the rules. I want to know exactly uh, how things work here so that I can leverage your platform to grow and reach an audience for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls. And yet, it's nebulous and who knows what. Then you go on YouTube and they have rules. There are techniques that you can do, but then they just shadow ban you. It is, don't let you have an audience. Unless, of course, you're willing to talk about, you know, something that the rest of the populist world wants. And let's not forget that the rest of the populist world, up until just a couple of days ago, thought Balenciaga was a great fashion design company. Right? I mean, you can get an audience on TikTok if you're willing to do TikTok dances. And there are tons of priests and religious doing TikTok dances on TikTok. There's even exorcists. But how many people are, have come to the knowledge of salvation, which is the, the which is the heart and mind of God, through those means? Now, I love entertainment. Who doesn't? And I feel that there's a wonderful opportunity in the Catholic media world to create solid, good entertainment. Funny, engaging, family-friendly, not heretical, not spicy, but good, fun entertainment. You know, it's kind of like the Father Stew thing, mm. right? I'm glad that they made Father Stew, but then they get mad when people say, we don't like all the cursing. And they're like, oh, you prudes. Excuse me? I'm sorry. It would have been nice if we could have taken more people to see your film and uh, not been had to all of this cursing in our face, which is why we have to go deal with the Mormons and their video filtering service so that we can watch films without having all of this insanity crushed down our throats. So now Sony has said, well, college you is, maybe more people would have watched it if it hadn't been rated R. You think? Come on, Mark and Mel. You guys are Hollywood experts. You should know this already. But nonetheless, this is what we deal with, which is going back to my point. When you read articles like this one that say uh, there were 41,751 First Communions in 2021, down from 45,000 in 18, and uh, 35,000 uh, confirmations in 21, as compared to 39,000 in 18, 4,000 Catholic marriages in 21, as compared to 6,000 back in 18, and 41,000 Catholic funerals in 21, fewer than 48,000 uh, in 2018. So down, 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 down. Everything is down in Belgium, but it's down everywhere. And I, I, I'm beating a dead horse here. I get it. The numbers don't add up well. So when you're looking at this, uh, our goal should not just be to meet people where they're at. It shouldn't just be to entertain them. It shouldn't just be to, uh, to be relatable. I mean, we should be relatable. And I have nothing against entertainment. I love good entertainment. But if our goal in everything we do, I mean, 1 Corinthians 10, St. Paul makes it clear that whether we eat or drink or sleep, whatever we do, do it for the glory of God. Do all things for the glory of God. So 
When we create entertainment, we should do it for the glory of God. When we meet people, we should do that for the glory of God. When we meet people where they're at and we journey with them, we disciple with them, we should do that for the glory of God. Catholic Radio gives us a powerful opportunity because strangers listen. And there's not some algorithm that says, you can't listen to this. You ought not to listen to this. I'm not going to let these people listen to this. There is a wonderful direct connection, a very intimate and personal relationship between those that do radio and you, the listener. That is lost in a digital world. And yeah, there are some who are being able to do that evangelization at a very high level. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Father Mike Schmitz, his podcast on, uh, on the Bible and now the catechism. Number one around the world, praise be to God. We love that. That's amazing. Great opportunity. But I want not just one Father Mike Schmitz, thank you, but I want a thousand of them. I don't just want one Matt Frad. I want a thousand of them. I don't want just one Raymond Arroyo. I want a thousand of them. And I want to leverage the opportunity so that our lost family members and loved ones, which is the number one request we get every time we're on the air asking for donations, we get prayer requests. And those prayer requests are, please pray for my children to come back to the church. Are you investing in evangelization? Because if you are not, if you're not putting your money where your heart is, then how serious are you about your priorities in life? Now that sounds harsh, but let's be honest, it's true and it's real. Catholic Radio gives you that chance. You invest, the stranger listens. They, I mean, they may see a bumper sticker on the car next to them that cut them off in traffic or, or what have you. <laughs> and then I, I, I put two bumper stickers. They're, they're magnets, but I put them on the, my bumper. So one on each side. It always gets people's attention. And so I find people, like, you know, riding my tail pretty close because they're trying to figure out what the frequency is. <laughs> You know, and that's cool. Whatever. I drive an old school Tahoe, so they also think it's a cop car sometimes, so they slow down. Oh. You see where I'm going with that? It works great. You got the strip lights on the top. <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> but that would be a cool idea. Uh, but you do, So they may, they may be listening. It's completely anonymous. Nobody knows. There's no digital track record of them listening in their car. And they listen. And on Catholic Radio, there tends to be something for everyone. There's not just... Catholic Drive Time that deals with the headline news from a Catholic perspective, as we'd like to do on this show. But there's also, you know, what's, what's hurting you today? Uh, how have you broken your relationships, and how can we fix that? And, uh, and what's stopping you from becoming Catholic, or what's holding you back, or what's your, what's your, what, what questions do you have, or what's your biggest issue with, uh, with the pro-life cause. or I mean, there's just tons of different programming. Raymond DeRoyo, his World Over Live comes on every week across, across uh, Catholic Radio, and it's carried live. Raymond's been dealing with the issues for decades, for decades. And it's a very difficult thing. But I can tell you that it's like, and so, it depends on who you ask, but in my opinion, less than 1% of the listeners to Catholic Radio donate to Catholic Radio. That means the bulk of the audience is allowing the smallest fraction to do all the heavy lifting. How just is that? You have an opportunity in front of you. 
a wonderful opportunity. That station you're listening to right now, do your friends and your family know about that station? Have you told them? Do you donate to that station? Have you earmarked a portion of your hard-earned dollars that are becoming less and less valuable thanks to inflation and the insanity of our world? Have you earmarked that to try to transform your, your community? Catholic Radio helps provide for that opportunity in spite of the fact that big tech doesn't like what we do or what we say. I can tell you how hard it is to get access to an audience. It's becoming harder and harder and harder by the day. And fewer and fewer people are tuning in to a radio wave. More and more people are listening via a digital stream. Well, the good news is your Catholic radio station, the one you're listening to right now, is streaming to you via not just radio waves, but also via mobile apps. You can download the mobile app to the associate with the station you're listening to right now. The Station of the Cross has one, iCatholic Radio. The Guadalupe Radio Network has one. Just go to your local iOS and Android app stores and download the Guadalupe Radio Network app and listen via that. You can do that. It's fine. Pennies on the dollar compared to what it costs to maintain a tower site. But I can tell you, if you are not bothered, if your heart is not moved or grieved by the fact that the world is slipping into darkness while we stand idly by, do you not think we will have to give an account for that? Did God not give us the opportunity to have a deep and profound impact upon the lives of strangers, let alone your friends and your family, and yet we did nothing? but take their calls for an unbaptism? We better do something, or else we built our house upon sand. God love you. God bless you. Support your local Catholic radio station. Catholic Radio was there for me when I needed it. Even though I didn't think I needed it, it was there for me. I want everybody to know that I'm giving, not so that I can sit there and say that I gave to GRNs for any other reason but this. I want that radio station to be there for anyone else who needs it also. They may not think they need it, but it's going to be there for them, whether it's in the future, whether it's right now. I want that radio station to always be there for them, just like it was there for me. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Sometimes it can seem that our family life is humdrum, monotonous, and insignificant. But Christ began his public ministry at the wedding at Cana. When we read this account in the gospel, we're reminded that our marriage, our ordinary family life, is important to God. Our Lord and Our Lady love our families, and they are present with us. They desire to change what is ordinary into the extraordinary. The Lord can take our simple and everyday tasks and make them holy. Like the servants at the wedding at Cana, we need to notice when we run out of wine, when we run out of joy, when we run out of love. It is then that we turn to Our Lady and ask for her help. She can bring Christ into our lives, our ordinary water, and transform it into wine. And when we invite Christ into our lives to transform us, He creates the best wine of all. For more advice, ideas, and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org. 
Hey, Donnie, who was the first pope to whom Jesus said, you are the rock upon which I will build my church? St. Peter. And who is the current pope? Pope Francis. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox. Goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get signed up today. KSHJ. Houston. Welcome to the 2022 Guadalupe Radio Network Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make your pledge of support to help keep Catholic Radio on the air across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Make a one-time $1,500 donation or a pledge of $125 per month for a year, and you'll be eligible to win a drawing for a pilgrimage of choice for two people with select international tours. That number again to call is 1-800-476-3311. Good, good morning, everybody. It has arrived the second-to-last penultimate day of the Christmas share 2022, and we are glad you're with us in these opening moments as we continue to raise funds to keep the gospel message of Jesus Christ alive and well across the airwaves of all of our 30, oh, gosh, 30 plus stations here on the English network of the GRN. Good morning. I'm Dave Palmer, along with our chief operating officer, Toya Hall. Toya. Okay, I've decided what it really should be, Dave. Are you ready? Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's, you called, you were saying it was coo yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like coo coo. The coo coo. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what the Lord needs. He, he needs cuckoos <laughs> because then well. he shines, right? So Mother Angelica says dodos. Yeah. So the cuckoo. I can be the cuckoo. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a new introduction for you now. Okay. The cuckoo. <laughs> I don't know what that makes me. The, uh, the, the, the dodo. I'll be the dodo. You okay, be the Okay. The cuckoo and the dodo hour. <laughs> <laughs> Build up that. some sympathy among the listeners uh, oh, to call in. Oh, yes. All right. Exactly. Well, we got a lot. Can to- we pray? Yes. Let's, let's, right. let's do it. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we pray that you will send your Holy Spirit upon our share efforts today. We prayerfully ask for your continued blessing upon the Guadalupe Radio Network, that we remain steadfast in your media ministry to spread your truth. Jesus, bless our listeners and hear their prayers. You know their hearts and you know their needs. 
Lord God, may we, your people who look forward to the birthday of Christ, experience the joy of salvation and celebrate Christmas with love and thanksgiving. May the light of faith shine in our words and our actions. Help us to remember that Jesus Christ is truly the reason for the season. Thank you, Jesus, for the daily showering of the abundant blessings you send our way. We are your servants. Guide our hearts, our hands, and our voices. We ask all of this in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. We're off to a good start, and we can maybe pray our memorari here in a moment as well and ask for Our Lady's intercession. But uh, here's what's going on this morning. We have, of course, it's Thursday. It's the second to last day of the entire Christmas Sherathon. It's going well so far. We're on track, as Sammy mentioned in his email that went out uh, last night. And uh, this morning, during this hour, we have $6,700 as a matching gift provided by two of our, well, one of our sponsors, the University of Dallas, which is located here in North Texas, a wonderful, wonderful Catholic university. And then also uh, generous people who donated at the West Texas Fishers of Men Dinner. And all together, those two add up to $6,700. So everything that you give up to that point, uh, that amount is going to be doubled in the next uh, 56 minutes. And the phone number is... In case you're waiting and you're like, I'm going to be that first caller. I'm going to be the Thursday first caller. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. I, I know yesterday morning, Toy, you weren't on the first hour. and I but, but I will not forget the first caller from yesterday because she has, a, she has a holy saint's name. Her name was Bernadette. Oh, what a uh, And I remember name. saying, okay, I'm not going to forget Bernadette because uh, Bernadette reminds me of... Bernadette from? <clears throat> Lords. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, Lords, I, no, Texas. No, no, she, yeah, she, <laughs> she was. Uh, she was from North Texas. Uh, yeah, Bernadette. Okay. I, I, I don't entirely remember the first day. I should, but anyways, uh, we're going to find out who today is. Even if you're not named after a great saint, you can still call in and be the first caller. Okay, eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Like Saint Toya, one eight hundred four seven six three three one one. That name is reserved for your canonization, Toya. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah right. <laughs> 800-476-3311. It would only end up St. LaToya. Yeah. I'm quite positive, Dave. Or St. LaTanya. Yeah. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Okay, Guadalupe family, let's come together and let's raise some funds for your radio station. It is the uh, Christmas share and we're talking about Come Let Us Adore Him. As the church focuses on Eucharistic revival, this share is focusing on the Eucharist, and in particular, adoration. So if you do a donation of any size, we are going to send you a wonderful digital interview. 15 Ways to Build a Eucharistic Catholic Home. And uh, the CDT team of Joe McLean, Rudy Carlos, and Adrian Fonseca uh, interview Theoni Bell. And it is a wonderful kind of roundtable discussion about making your home more Eucharistic. 
Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we and, have to ban that song, uh, Dave. I know. Yeah, you, 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 you laugh every time that one comes on. I hope you're never talking about something really serious uh, or really well, solemn. Well, that kind of was, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, I, I kind of like it. It's uh, it's just... It's interesting. It makes me think of the cartoons. They must have used that in the Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig cartoons. Yeah, yeah, David uh, in our Houston station has reminded us uh, that it was Don... Uh, who was the Knight of Columbus, uh, who uh, gave the very first donation on Tuesday morning. Okay, Don, Don uh, representing the Knights of Columbus Council 7438. So thank you, David, for that. Uh, let's see. I know. I think I think that was a North Texas uh, Knight, Knight of Col- okay. Columbus Council. Yeah. Uh, so North the- Texas has had Tuesday and Wednesday as the first call. Uh, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. So okay, so it, it's wide Thursday, open. Wide open for Thursday. Yes, it is. So competition on. Game on. Eight hundred. Four seven six thirty three eleven. All right. Who is going to be? See, I guess there's not as com- much competitiveness as I have. You know, I'm, I'm pretend to be a you pretty competitive person. You are a very person. competitive person, and, Dave. And uh, Cecil is extremely competitive as well. And uh, boy, when we, we <laughs> so play, the two of you we play like trivia games on the air, it's like, oh my goodness, somebody, uh, you know, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a good natured competitiveness. Let's just say that one eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Let's hear from. First caller of Thursday. Uh, the the whole. You know pe- what would be awesome, Dave? I'm sorry, just interrupted you. No, what would be awesome? It would be awesome if our very first donation was 1531 in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Wouldn't that start the day out great from any market? You know, I didn't. I don't think I got to to announce the D.C. area very much yesterday. And I always think, okay, they're up an hour earlier. They're well on their into their day than we are. So come on, DC, 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Let's do something beautiful for God. Let's support the Guadalupe Radio Network. Yeah, two of the markets have really, uh, I think, surprised is, first of all, Kansas. We've heard from Kansas yes. quite a few times. We just have. And we have to say there, it's a single small station. Yeah, Dodge City, Kansas. I'd yeah. say there's at least been three or four calls from Dodge City, Kansas. I think there's been a lot of Alabama calls. We've had quite a few from Florida. I uh, haven't heard from New Mexico yet. We have uh, a call, I, Dave. I, I don't remember hearing from Tyler. So, Tyler, you've, we've got uh, uh, two stations in, well, one in Tyler and one in Longview, a, a, a low FM in Longview. And so we, we want to hear from you uh, out there in uh, that awesome uh, diocese in East Texas. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. And, I, and we've got the call center here in North Texas today. And I always just get so uh, desirous that they have a great time. Cecil treats them so well, and they're being well fed, and it's just it's a fun environment in all the all the different offices. And so we always treat our volunteers so well. But uh, we want them to get calls. That's part of the experience is just getting calls and talking to you. So call up, and you're going to hear from you're going to. We have two people named Patrick. We have uh, Gina Brown, whose uh, interview we played uh, these last couple of days. Who saw that bumper sticker on the old Ford pickup truck? Uh, oh she, yeah. She's here with us, and uh, we've got, uh, let's see, our Mike and Trey, and uh, so uh, let's keep them busy, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311 is the number to call, 10 minutes after the hour, and just one call that's come in so far. $6,700 to raise this morning in um, matching gift money, 
And uh, if you want to do a dollar a day, $30 a month, your name is going to go into the drawing for an Apple smartwatch. It's a new Series 8 GPS 45 mm aluminum case with a sport band includes a two-year apple care protection plan so boy wouldn't that make a great gift for somebody and typically you know um there's like 60 70 people in the drawings and uh this morning we'll probably be doing the drawing for the laptop from yesterday but a dollar a day thirty dollars a month typically people can do that but uh, as uh, we see the inflation happening, it may, might not be so easy. So do it in a clever way. Do it in a way that is sacrificial giving where, you know, maybe your family gives up going out to eat once a week and you donate that to Catholic Radio or are you, I'm, I always use the ones about the coffee, you know, mm-hmm. or the meal, you know, don't order the biggie size, order the regular, the dollar size. And that dollar a day, you know, we can whisk away a dollar a day so easily, Dave. Yeah, you know, we're never going to have coffee companies sponsoring our shirathons because right. we're always telling people to, to, like, cut back on their coffee. It's always the example everybody uses when it comes yeah, to saving money. Yeah, we've got to come up with some new examples. Well, because it's so expensive. Uh, yes. You know what? I, I think that, uh, well, look at this first caller. This may be unprecedented, uh, Toya, because Don in Greenville has just called in with a donation, and I think that he's the same donor as Tuesday morning. Have we ever had the same person donate first on two different days because remember what uh, D- david just yes. told us that it was don and uh from st williams parish so that has happened uh, before oh, pro- pro- oh yeah pro- pro- uh Anne marie yeah Anne marie yeah of course yes. she's yeah yes. she's she's uh and- she's a faithful donor <clears throat> yes yeah. uh, all right and so- she used to be the first yeah, so Don in Greenville, thank you so much. You are a double first donor uh, here uh, with our Shurathon. We really appreciate you. We appreciate the Knights of Columbus. Uh, 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. All right, we've got uh, all of our volunteers standing by waiting for your call. And we have $6,700 in matching money that we want to raise and uh, 6,680 still to go and looking for that second caller. I find it so interesting that uh, many, many hours uh, yesterday, in fact, I think all four hours that I was on yesterday, we had exactly 12 calls each of those hours, which I find really interesting in light of the fact that it's the Christmas season. I'd like to get more than 12 calls, but uh, I think that's yeah, uh, more. I don't know I, I, if it's just a coincidence or what. But right now we take one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got one. We, we want our second call, right? Yes, eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. I have found it very interesting. I mean, it's been right on. The hours have been twelve calls. Mm-hmm. So let's get started and head up to our twelve eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. 800-476-3311. And if you do that dollar a day donation we're talking about where your name goes in the drawing for the Apple smartwatch, then uh, use your credit card or your automatic bank draft and uh, makes it easy. You don't have to think, did I send in my pledge this month? Uh, it's, it's done automatically. Well, we want to send to you a beautiful Christmas album. And it's digital, and you'll have it in your inbox tonight, and it's by Michael John Poirier. 
Yeah, and it, it's really nice. You heard uh, Joy to the World coming into the, the, the Sherathon today, and uh, the, it's, it's really beautiful. It's very uh, reflective. I think it's perfect for Advent. Uh, I think Joy to the World is probably the most upbeat uh, of all the songs, but some of them are very chill and very prayerful, and uh, it's just this is great music. Hey, I want to mention uh, that, you know, you if you do donate at any level, you're going to get the interview that the CDT team did with... Uh, Theoni Bell, uh, 15 Ways to Build a Eucharistic Home. That's any donation, any level. But if you, if you bump it up to $30 a month or 361 time or more, uh, you are officially a guardian angel donor. And today, um, as Toya mentioned, the Apple smartwatch is what we're giving away. Could make a good gift. It's a, uh, let, let me just give the specs one time, okay? Because I like to say a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know what it means. Uh, it's a new Series 8 GPS. 45 millimeters, that sounds like a gun, um, uh, aluminum case, sport band, two-year Apple Care protection plan, okay, donated by Terrence and Cynthia Reuter Charitable Fund in Houston, uh, so please perfectly consider being in that drawing. Uh, and Gosh, Dave, I wish I had just read that. Uh, yeah, I know. In that, uh, that you, you can never read it enough. You know, it's because you, I did. I know. <laughs> I know. You well, you got you gotta you gotta. Sometimes people have to hear things a few different times in okay. order to, for okay. it to start sinking in. Eight, okay. Eight hundred Apple smartwatch. Apple smartwatch, and you get into that drawing uh, tomorrow morning. Now, I've got the apostolic bowl of divine providence right here in front of me, oh, but wow. I, I don't know. Kent, is this the new drawing? Okay. So we can do the drawing now from yesterday, or we can do it uh, uh, next hour, whenever you well, want. Well, let's give out the phone number because we have no one on at 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Now, one person called in. Let's start the day out really well. Yesterday was a beautiful day, and so was Tuesday. Let's make Thursday the same way. Usually, Wednesdays and Thursdays are much tougher, but we... we Overall, we stayed on track. Thank goodness to the Guadalupe family of listeners. 800-476-3311. 800 Dave. All right. Patrick is taking a call now. And we have, uh, like I said, six, six volunteers here in the call center. Let's keep them all busy. And uh, several of them have not had a call yet. So we've only had two so far. Uh, Don being our first caller and uh, whoever Patrick is talking to on the other end of the line. It would be cool, as Toya said, to get that 1531 if you want to do an Archangel donation. Anything above $1,500 or 125 a month, including 1531 in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe, or you can do the Fatima donation at $1,917 if you'd like, in honor of the, the year Our Lady appeared to the Fatima children in Portugal. Uh, that's really cool. We did get one of those uh, on Tuesday. Uh, uh, we got from Dominic in Gadsden, Alabama. I'll never forget. Uh, last uh, last caller of Tuesday was Dominic with a Fatima donation. Uh, so please prayerfully consider that. We're going to probably have to get a couple of the Archangel donations in order to hit this goal this morning. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. And then, of course, the 12 calls of Christmas. Toya is the elusive goal, getting 12 all at the same time, which has been really difficult. It's hard to even get half of that. I, I think that maybe the most was is four or five. I think the CDT team might have gotten to five, but uh, that's unusual because usually we get six or seven. It's the 10 that's hard to get. But uh, this year, 
It's a little bit more challenging, so right now would be a great time to let's make it happen. 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Give the gift of faith to someone this Christmas. Yeah, and, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of, uh, you know, we, we always say if you get a thousand, if we get a thousand calls during a four day Shurathon, that's really good. That's kind of what we're hoping for. And it does, it's happened and, uh, not always, but, uh, so you would figure right now we'd be at about 500. Well, we're at 353 calls so far. So the volume of calls is down. And I know we talk a lot about the big donations and the seraphims and the archangels, but really that number gets up by the typical person listening who can do 30 a month or $10 a month or $25 one time, just making that decision and saying, you know what, I'm going to call in. My, my donation actually will help them uh, reach the goal this hour. And so don't ever feel like, you know, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to do anything at the, uh, any huge level. It doesn't matter. The fact that you're picking up the phone and calling and, and supporting the station is a big deal. And that's how we, we get a lot. The, the thousand calls are from a whole lot of people at different levels. 800 470 1-800-476-3311. Still just one person on the line. 1-800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. That's the number to call to make your pledge of support at 800-476-3311. Or you can go to grnonline.com. GRNonline.com and you can read all about the wonderful uh, appreciation gifts we have there. 1-800-476-3311. You know, Dave, uh, we haven't talked about the uh, Archangel donation and that's somebody who does $1,500 one time or $125 a month and your name goes in a drawing for a Catholic pilgrimage with select international tours, you get to choose whichever pilgrimage you want to go on. It's kind of like a pilgrimage of choice gift card. And uh, you can, it's valued at eleven to $12,000. So I bet it's a gift card you wouldn't lose, right, Dave? <laughs> where, I bet you where, would where keep did, up with where, that. Where did I put that thing? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, the reason I say that, Dave, is because I got out some gift bags this year to, to use for Christmas and recycling gift bags, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I opened one of them up and there were two of my gift cards in there. Oh, really? From oh, wow. last Christmas. Oh, so my goodness. Were they still, were they? I think ex- that's why I was talking to myself when I said, I bet it's a gift card you wouldn't lose. Were they expired or can you still use them? Uh, one of them had expired. One of them I can still use. Oh, man. You hate when that I happens. Know. All right. We've got two calls now. John and Patrick are taking calls. 1-800-476-3311. Let's get the 12 calls. There's no reason we shouldn't get this. Uh, everybody listening right now, you just have to make an individual decision and say, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm going to help them hit this $6,700 matching gift goal this hour. 1-800-476-3311. Two people. 1-800-476. Seven six three three one one, and you know I, I mentioned about how if just everybody would just give something, we would easily get those thousand calls. I mean, if everybody who thinks about donating actually donated, we'd probably be at you know five thousand calls uh, during the four days. And remember, if you donate at any level, even a dollar, you're going to have in your inbox a wonderful interview that the Catholic Drive Time team did. Uh, called 15 Ways to Build a Eucharistic Home by Theone Bell. She's the author of a book called The The Woman in the Trees. It's about uh, Marian Apparition. 
And uh, she gives 15 very practical ways that you can make your home Eucharistic, okay? You talk about a Eucharistic revival. We typically think at our parish or the diocese or the, the whole country. Well, how about a Eucharistic revival in your very home? You know, I remember uh, talking to actually Gina, our, one of our volunteers, and her daughter was in studio with me, uh, Toya, as we were talking about Advent. And you could see her, uh, I think she's like, a, like an eighth grade girl, and she's just, she's got this big smile on her face, and she's so excited. Why? Because her, because her parents are teaching the faith in the house. And I could, I could just tell. I could tell that this little girl was excited about her faith. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. And uh, we have our second donation that has come through, Toya. This is actually one of our volunteers, Patrick and Cynthia from Richardson, Texas. St. Paul Parish in Richardson. Uh, he says Catholic Radio ac- accesses him to enriching content, and he is at the guardian angel level. And did he put it on? Uh, he put it on a credit card, so he gets the music. Wow, that's right. That dollar a day donor. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, Dave. Okay, so we have two people. So Dave, you remember back in the day when you would have your little circles and you would check them off? Back you know? in the day, yes. Back I do. in the day, yes. right? Okay, so let's get up to seven. The biblical number of seven. So we, that means we need five people, 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Your donation is so vitally important to this ministry and reaching souls for heaven. 800-476-3311. You know, Dave, if I can just real quickly, uh, oh, he's showing me his paper with his circle, so you're ready to go. <laughs> I got him. I got two of okay, them marked off. Tell him we... what phone number to call. Okay. Uh, it's 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. And uh, all right, so two of the circles are marked off, and you got to be really quick, okay? It's not like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll be at work in 10 minutes, and I'll call them. And, uh, you know, if, if that's the case, well, then call in 10 minutes by all means. But we're talking about five more people calling right now because these other calls are going to drop off. So we're looking for caller number three. And then, of course, the legendary call number four is uh, going to follow after that one. 1-800-476-3311. You know, I think the thing about caller number four, because we, we talk about that a lot, uh, is that when you get to four, you're like on your way. I mean, you know, you've broken through that psychological barrier of just having one or two. And, you know, I think once you get to four and five, boy, I tell you, the excitement really starts to build. 1-800-476-3311. Call number three. Call right now. Any donation, any size. It's still early in the hour, only 24 minutes into it. 800 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Catholic Radio is brought to you by you, we always say. And maybe, you know, sometimes people think, well, it's Catholic. The diocese must be taking care of it. The churches are taking care of it because that's how the Catholic Church works. And that's not so. It is brought to you by you. And I think that's a beautiful way the Lord is doing it. Whereby when you give to Catholic Radio, you are an evangelizer. You are are talking to those who are imprisoned. You are talking to the hardest of hearts in the the uh, darkest of times for some people. That is what your donation does. It goes to support uh Catholic Radio, the the GRN, the internet, the stream, all the different ways that we use. As Dave uh, Joe was talking about it in his show, in social media to reach souls for Christ. 
Yeah, and that, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's about people tuning in day in and day out, uh, growing in their faith and uh, passing it on to their kids, talking about it at work at the water cooler. And uh, I always like to say, you know, Catholic Radio is not just about the people who are listening to Catholic Radio. It's about all the people that they can influence. Yeah, I heard Joe this morning say, have you told your family and friends about Catholic Radio? I mean, if you're being blessed by it, sometimes you think, oh, they don't want, you know, that's, that's like, you know, proselytizing. But no, just mention it. Say, hey, I, I've been enjoying this Catholic radio station I've been listening to, and you never know, they may start tuning in. 1-800-476-3311. Still just two calls. Well, because, you know, we're we're quick to say, hey, uh, I heard this on the radio, or I heard this on the TV station, or on, when it's secular. Yeah. You know, we're, oh, yeah. we're pretty quick to say, well, I heard that on Fox News, or I heard that on CNN, or, or whatever, or, or I, I listened to it on K-Love, but, you know, may, we're a little more reticent to say, hey, I heard that on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic Radio, but we should. We should pray, pledge, and promote. 800-476-3311. Dave, I am not concerned about caller number four, but I sure am <clears throat> concerned about caller number three. <laughs> right now, I am now concerned about caller number two, because, Dave, we are almost halfway through this hour, and we have not made a dent in this. I uh, know. $490. Uh, Craig, and uh, there's your, your DC call, 1160 a.m. listener. Poolsville, Maryland, uh, resident Craig has donated at $100 uh, at the angel level. He's from Our Lady of the Presentation Parish. He says, Catholic Radio helps me understand my faith better. And he prays, says, please pray for Matt and Juliana. I don't know what exactly their situation is, but please lift them up in prayer. All right, now Amen. we have th- three calls all of a sudden. Toya, got three calls. Uh, so, you know, I, th- I think with that little word of encouragement there a second ago, it's, it, it, it resonated. Uh, so I'm going to knock out... I'm I'm going to cross out one more of my circles. Now we need four more calls to get to seven. And Toya and I will just go through the roof in excitement because that just means you're out there, you're listening, you're you're hearing our, our plea, and you're saying, you know what, I want to keep the Catholic radio station on the air that I'm listening to right now. 1-800-476-3311. Where is caller number four, the legendary caller number four right now? It's only a legend in, in a couple of people's <laughs> minds, Dave. It's, Everybody else is scratching their head going, the legend. Number four. Well, maybe I should explain what this is all I about. I think so, yeah, because too. otherwise people are going, what? I, I, what? I heard one of the other teams yesterday, I, I don't know if it was Sammy and Josh, or uh, maybe it might might have been Sean, uh, was talking about, you know, Scott. Uh, Scott Rogi is our, our dear friend and uh, faithful listener for many years, and he has made a thing about he wants to be caller number four. Okay, so he'll often say, I want to be caller number four, so he'll wait for there to be three calls, and then he calls in. He calls in most charathons, so that's where the legend of Caller 4 came from. Uh, Margaret in Forney, Texas uh, says, keep up the good work. She donated $30 one time. Thank uh, you, Thank Margaret. you very much, Margaret. And uh, we also have uh, David in Bedford. Oh, look at this. This is a Perpetual Light Society and... Guess what? You, are you braced, Toya? Are you, I am are braced. You, are you braced? Okay. Oh, wow. This is an archangel. Archangel, $130 Praise a month. God. All right. We are so, so very grateful for that. Dave, wa- talk about the Perpetual Light Society. Um, yeah. Per- Perpetual Light Society uh, are the folks that say, you know what? I'm donating 30 a month, 10 a month, $125 a month. And I just want to keep it going. Okay. I just want to, uh, you know, you don't have, you don't have to remind me until I 
call you and say stop, which you're you're very you know you can certainly do. Just keep it going, and maybe it's on a credit card. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to call in and renew. Uh, it just keeps on repeating and repeating, and so that that's it. It's a, it takes a lot of pressure off you because you don't have to think about did I did I donate in the spring or the summer? It just you know, and then then you become a member of the Perpetual Light Society. It's very exciting. All right, uh, we are at uh, $4,615 to go. Only one person on the line. We need car number two and uh, a lot more calls on the other half side of this break. We'll be back after this, day three of the Christmas Sherathon. We'll be back with more of the 2022 Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas Sherathon on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this. of the stars of night your people's everlasting light oh jesus savior of us all regard your servants when we call Sound of such a bitter cry Of all creation doomed to die Moved you to come and save our race With healing gifts of heavenly grace O bridegroom of the bride As drew the world to evening tide Proceeding from a virgin shrine The Son of Man, yet Lord Divine Great name exalted now All knees must bend, all hearts must bow And things in heaven and earth shall own That you are Lord and King Judge on that tremendous day Preserve us while we dwell below From every torment of the foe All praise eternal Son to Thee Advent sets your people free, whom with the Father we adore, and Spirit blessed forevermore. 
Welcome back to the 2022 Guadalupe Radio Network Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make a pledge of support to help keep your Catholic radio station on the air. That's 1-800-476-3311. All right, we continue on with hour number one, day three of the Christmas share here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, trying to raise $6,700 in matching gifts. And we are not quite halfway there. 2136 has been raised and 4000 $564 to go, and we have a call from San Antonio. Toya, did you see this one that came through? Uh, I do. We want to thank Jorge from San Antonio. He gave a $50 donation. Thank you so very much. He goes to St. Pius Tenth and he asks for prayers for conversion uh, for himself and for his son. And It's a beautiful prayer intention, Jorge. Thank you so much. So, Dave, I do believe that we are getting in a, a bit of a bind. Uh, we've <laughs> only had, yeah, six calls this morning and still need to raise $4,564 in matching gift money for the Christmas Sherathon. Sherathon's purpose is to just keep Catholic Radio on the air. So if you love what you hear and Catholic Radio has been a blessing to you, then you just kind of owe it to yourself to support it so that it stays on the air so that you have it. Because that's how I feel about it, Dave. I'm going, if I if I don't support it, you know, then uh, I don't have ownership in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's I, I think there's a, a different listening experience when you're mm-hmm. a, a donor because uh, there is a certain sense of like, you know, what I support this station. This is, uh, you know, it's like when you tithe at your parish. You know, if you're visiting a parish, you don't feel as much of a connection to it because it's not your parish. It's not the one that you are a member of that you're uh, participating, that you're tithing at. Uh, we want you to uh, tithe to Catholic Radio in a sense and have some ownership in it, as Toya mentioned. Eight hundred four seven six three three one. 1-800-476-3311. And, uh, Toy, I've got a fascinating fact for the, the one pilgrimage donation that came okay. in a moment ago. Did you hear the one yesterday? Uh, I think it was when Cecil was on about how many teeth a snail, a common snail has. Did you hear that yes, one? Yes, I did. Uh, isn't that amazing? I did. 14,000 yes. teeth. And I heard about the, the purple blood of the peanut. Uh, worm yeah. from Sissel. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, They're here's fascinating. Here. I got, I'm kind of going through animal questions right now. Okay. Right. So right, right. I, I just, I'm fascinated by animals. So, okay. all right. This, this one may be a repeat. But I'll see if you remember uh, the, the, the oldest animal, like, uh, you know, not counting humans, but the, oh, I guess it could count humans because it's uh, uh, the, the oldest living verified animal was a Madagascar radiated tortoise. Okay, say that five times. Uh, and how, say it again, a Madagascar. Uh, a Madagascar radiated tortoise. <laughs> and, radiated uh, died tortoise. died at the age of what? In May of 1965. How, how long did this tortoise live? It's the longest living, uh, I guess, creature, I guess you could say, ever. How, how, old, how long did the uh, Madagascar radiated tortoise? I wonder, it didn't even give its name. I'm, I'm going to go way out there. I'm going to say like... 130 years. Okay, yeah, you you went way out there, but it's even further way out there than that. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's hard to what believe this thing what? this thing apparently lived 188 years. Oh my gosh. Uh my phone a friend David Magianis in Houston and said 150, yeah. so Man, he and I were so so. If we're he, out there, but not out there for enough. So he 188 died in, years. If he died in 1965, that would go back into like the 
18th century? I mean, is that right? If he's... Yeah, that'd be like in the... Well, how'd they the find seven, him, The 18th you know? century. I mean, yeah, how would they know? Like, nobody... I don't, I don't know. I guess they just said, hey, by the way, this tortoise was born, you know, on this date. And they, they pass it on from generation to generation. So then what? They got a birth certificate or uh, what? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, look at this. Uh, we have uh, Anik in Arlington, uh, Texas. I almost said Virginia. Arlington, Texas. $100 one time. St. Michael Parish in Bedford. Well, we've had a lot of calls from Bedford. And uh, this is uh, Catholic Radio has tremendously changed his life. So many shows to enrich my faith. And uh, pray for the kids in uh, this season. Uh, so we are ready to receive Christ and announce. Okay, and announce first name only. Okay, so Anik in Arlington, thank you very much. What, what an interesting and unique name that is. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, oh, gosh, Dave, we've got nobody on, so we really are in a pickle. 22 minutes left. Guadalupe family, we are calling out to you because this has been a very challenging hour and uh, we need this hour to turn around. 800-476-3311. And by turnaround, we need your calls, your pledges of support. If you've never supported before, uh, goodness, we have been on, oh my gosh, next year will be 23 years in Catholic radio. So, uh, Please call, make a pledge of support. Don't grow weary of supporting your Catholic radio station because it's providing spiritual support for everybody who tunes in. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. All right. Nobody on the line right now. Yikes. Six volunteers waiting. $4,462 to go. How about, an, how about a, a Seraphim donor calling in right now and saying, you know what? I will take care of this. We had uh, yeah, yesterday in the second to last hour, we had uh, a wonderful anonymous person in uh, Keller, Texas, donated like $3,300. Uh, a short person at the end of the hour, right before them, a $2,000 donation came through. And so we know there's the, the big donors are out there. And sometimes, uh, in fact, I, I talked to this anonymous in Keller on my way home uh, last night. I called her and uh, she said, uh, she said, yeah, gosh, you got to be about the bottom of the hour and you guys needed so much money. And I decided I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the short person. And she said I, I would have paid up to five thousand dollars. You know, uh, we didn't need the whole five thousand, but uh, those kind of people, you know, you never know when they're listening. But I think God kind of uh, inspires them to tune in when we need uh, the, the help the most. One eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. One eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Alabama, Florida, let's hear from you. Virginia, Maryland, uh, Washington, D.C. Please grab your phones and call and let's in this beautiful season of Advent give as we await the coming of the Christ child. This is Come Let Us Adore Him as we are trying to talk about uh, Eucharistic Adoration. 800-476-3311. And the reason I say trying to talk about Eucharistic Adoration is because we are a bit busy uh, trying to get the phone lines lit up. So otherwise, uh, Dave and I would be talking about that. But we're trying to encourage you. Call and make a pledge of support no matter what size it is. $4,462 and only 19 minutes left. I'm quite positive we're not going to get there. We just with one person on. So let's get up to seven. Let's do something beautiful for somebody we don't even know. Somebody who will tune in, uh, scanning across the radio dial and land on. 
on the Guadalupe Radio Network and can tell you it's the one place on the dial that cares about where you're going to spend eternity. 800-476-3311. Now all we have right, two, Two Dave. people. This is all right. Oh, it, it's, my goodness. It, it's happening, Toya. It's going to yes. happen here. Uh, Gina, Sissel, both uh, processing calls right now. And uh, again, gosh, I'm hyperventilating. I'm getting so excited here. $4,462. Okay. Uh, this, this just uh, uh, got uh, a lot better. Here's an Archangel donation. 9, 10 a.m. listener. Uh, Will, Wilson and Susan uh, from Fort Worth have uh, donated uh, at... The Archangel level. Guess I'm getting all choked up and emotional here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, that now brings us under $3,000 to go. One person on the line. Uh, 800-476-3311. Still trying to get to those seven calls. I got my little circles on my, my pad of paper here. Uh, so please call our number two right now. 800-476-3311. Again, thank you, Wilson and Susan, uh, for that Archangel level donation. I'm going to dig up another fascinating fact for you, Toya. The tortoise one seemed to go over well. That... That was a crowd pleaser, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, David Magliana says he needs to verify his birth certificate. <laughs> 800-476-3311. Okay, we only have 17 minutes. $2,962, Guadalupe family. That's what we've got to raise. So there's so many different ways we could do it. Uh, one more Archangel donation of 1500 or 125 a month or five people who'll say, you know what, I'll do the dollar a day, $30 a month. Or if we had 20 people doing $10 a month, that would put a huge dent in this 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. When you give to the Guadalupe Radio Network in the Christmas share it's like giving a gift of of Christ to you know for somebody Christmas giving the gift of faith to someone. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. It's something that's uh, kind of hard to, to package in a box or something. I remember one. And that's the great. You got to wrap it. I remember one. Well, remember one year, my wife gave me a positive pregnancy test uh, as a Christmas gift uh, for our, our daughter, uh-huh. our daughter Mora, and that that was so exciting. We're two. Uh, uh, oh, we got two. What two pregnancy tests? What are you two talking collars. about? Two collars. <laughs> two collars, Dave. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Sonia and Gina are taking calls. Where's caller number three? Come on. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the love. Uh, we, we just love when the calls come in because it shows that you're, you're, you're loving what you're listening to. It's, it's helping you become a better person, a holier person, and uh, hopefully a better mother, father, you know, husband, wife, uh, child of God. 800-476-3311. Okay, Toya, real quickly, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, fascinating fact for our dear friends in Fort Worth, uh, you ever heard of a giant Pacific octopus? Uh, not lately. <laughs> okay. Not lately. They are unique in, the, first of all, they have blue blood, which in and of itself is pretty cool, but uh, they have three hearts, and guess how many brains they have? Okay, they got three hearts, blue blood, and guess uh, I mean how many how many <laughs> brains they more than they, I have right we, now. Yeah, I can we, tell yeah you. we should have them hosting charathons. I mean, they they could do better yeah. than than we okay. we were doing. Twenty one brains. Twenty one. Okay, you're you're going, going a little high on that one. Okay, but they <laughs> they, they, they they do have. <laughs> 
nine brains. Nine okay? brains. So three brains for each heart. Dave, we're up to three calls. All right. I'm so excited. Three, three hearts, three calls, <laughs> nine brains. Maybe, maybe we can get as many calls as the giant octopus has brains. Nine the, calls. Nine, nine, nine calls in honor of the giant Pacific octopus. No, I'm kidding. Let, let's just get to seven. Okay, so there you go. You're fascinated by the giant Pacific octopus. Nine brains, uh, which is clearly eight more than I have. And sometimes it feels like maybe eight and a half more than I have. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Come on, car number four. We love you, car number four. Uh, John and Sonia and Gina are taking calls. We're feeling the love right now. $2,962 to go. 1-800-476-3311. I think Scott has tremendous pressure to be car number four. He actually texted me and he's like, hey, man, I'm in a conference call. Uh, but I'm, I'm listening in the background, and I'm like, dude, man, get out of that conference call. Call us up, man. We need your car number four, uh, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. He probably wishes he had been like, you know, car number 10, that we wouldn't bung him as much. Uh, okay, so, so uh, Toya, I don't know if these three calls are going to come up to $2,962. Most likely not. 800-476-3311, uh, only 13 minutes left, $2,962. We've only had eight callers this hour. It, if we had had about 17 men, we would be ringing those bells. And and these goals are set to help us get to the share in 2023. Uh, 1-800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Just ask yourself, what can I do to help Catholic Radio? You know, because you're, there's somebody depending on that, that the Lord has always planned from the beginning of time, Dave, that he would reach them through the means of the Guadalupe Radio Network, right? Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm, I got. And so, so that's why our donations are so very important that they stay on the air because, for the glory of God and the conversion of souls. Yes, and we just got a, an amazing donation that just came through. Uh, I'm so glad you grabbed all uh, that, Dave. I got, I got it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grasping it, and I'm, I'm kind of churning on it right now. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and uh, look look at this, uh, Juanita in Dallas, nine ten a.m. listener at the Archangel level, and the the reason this is significant uh, is that uh, we many many years ago received a call from a, a dear man named Tim, and he donated and said his wife had asked him to give um, the, the money that he was going to give her for Christmas uh, to the GRN instead of to her, right? So, yeah. so I think Lynn it was wrote a, a letter about Lynn it. Lynn wrote a letter. It's like fifty dollars, and she said, "Give it to give it to the GRN." Okay. The reason why this is so touching is that this is Juanita. That's that's this is that Juanita, and, and and Juanita is giving more than fifty dollars. Juanita is giving uh, at the archangel level, and uh, her dear mm. precious husband Tim uh, passed away uh, just within the last couple of months. I actually went to the funeral. 
And uh, he was a very, very good man and a holy man. And may God rest his soul. And so Juanita, what, what, what a beautiful, beautiful, uh, it's so great. to and, and, and she came to my stepfather's funeral as well. And so it's, it's good to hear from her. And it's very touching that she would call in. It brings me back, you know, so many years of, to that moment, which uh, was legendary in Christmas Sherathon. So 11 minutes, Dave, and only three people on $1,430 to raise in 11 minutes. It can happen, but Dave, I don't think it's going to happen with just three people. Do you? No, three, three is good. I'm glad we're at three and not zero me or too. one. But uh, that fourth, the elusive fourth caller, $1,430 is all we uh, have left, and uh, we really need to hear from that fourth person to, to knock this out of the park. 1-800-476-3311. We're down to 10 minutes is all we have left. And uh, wow, we've had three uh, archangels so far uh, this hour, and you know we've needed every single one of them. Let me give you a quick uh, fascinating fact. The other day I told you that the loudest animal in the world is. It was like this little yeah, tiny, the little shrimp. This little shrimpy at the bottom of the ocean that does that, yes. that sonic boom uh the loudest land animal. they must have springs uh yeah they it's I, I can't imagine i mean this little tiny thing you know uh uh the god loud, is amazing the loudest land animal uh do you know what, what that would be uh appropriately named by the way okay the loudest land animal and it's not a, a, a three or three-year-old child by the way either i don't know sometimes they can have a shrill scream can't they <laughs> i know uh, you want me to tell you? An owl. A screeching owl. My <clears throat> phone a friend Sean told uh, me. A screeching owl? Um, a screeching owl. And uh, they can screech. They they can screech like the best of them. But uh, this, that's this, not this, it. The, no, it's not. That's, <laughs> that's not it. This one is You can that. always tell by the tone in your voice, Dave. <laughs> but, it's like, I'm going to be nice to her, uh, but that's not uh, it. Manny is guessing an elk. It's actually appropriately named the Howler Monkey. Uh, Didn't the, even know uh, howler, there was such a thing. I know. That's why you know people tune in to Sherathon. So they they learning they about they learn so much. They learn about their faith. They learn about their walk with the Lord, and they learn about howler monkeys. Uh, you can hear a howler monkey three miles away. Okay, so if you wow. have a howler monkey up, you know, three miles from you, and it starts howling away, you can hear it. One eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Okay, um, uh, did you see? Uh, we just got another donation. Toya, yeah, you... Gina from McKenna, thank you so much. She goes to St. Pa- uh, Gabriel's Parish in McKinney. She says, Catholic Radio has deepened my love of learning about the Catholic faith and brings me so much joy. I love it. Gina, thank you so much. What a beautiful comment. And uh, oh, we want to thank Patricia from uh, San Antonio. She goes to Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Selma. She said this is an honor of her great-grandchildren. So, Patricia, thank you so much. I have two great-grandchildren myself and uh, love them dearly. Uh, she gave the $40 level, and Dave, uh, it's a good news and bad news situation. The good news is we only have $1,021 in matching gift. The not-so-good news, we only have eight minutes, and we only have one person on. So, Dave, could there be a short person, do you think? 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's what we need right now. And uh, a short person, just to remind everybody, in case you're a new listener to the Sherathons, uh, the short person is just somebody that calls in and says, hey, what are you short? What do you need? Uh, in this case, uh, at the about $1,000, it might even be less than that because we do have one person on the line. And, uh, you know, it, sometimes it happens. In fact, I remember it happened uh, last night. Somebody calls in and I want to be the short person. And we say, you know what? We got it covered. You know, we, we, we don't need you now. But, hey, <laughs> keep listening because there will be another other hour when we do need you so uh just call in and say hey i can uh, you know I, I could do a thousand twenty one or maybe you bump it up to a an archangel donation to get into the pilgrimage drawing uh but that's what we need right now we need a short person to call in and that's that's a guarantee that we ring the jingle bells and uh okay, move on Dave. Oh, okay. Woo-hoo! Uh. oh wow See, what were we worried about? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> there, there was no reason to worry. Look how many calls we had that hour. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, Toya, this is wild. That's five hours in a row that I've that, been on that we've had 12 that calls. 12 calls. To, uh, that is, wow. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, uh, Beverly from, oh, from Midland. Midland. <laughs> it's where we used to live. $1,500 one time. I love the people in Midland, Texas. That's where our very first radio start, station started when we started on the project back in 1999. Uh, she goes to St. Stephen's Parish and she says, I want you to continue to pray for our priest. And priests throughout the diocese. And uh, I believe that's all diocese, too, Beverly. So thank you so very much for your generosity that got us there. That Wow, 12 people. Can't get over it, Dave. Uh, Dave, you want to lead us in the celebration prayer? Yeah, let me see if I can find it here. Um, I'm in the midst of all of my... Uh, okay, here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we join you in celebrating this past hour. And lifting you up in prayer, you know, lifting up in prayer each person who gave a gift to help us reach this goal. We pray also for each of their needs and ask that you bless them with immeasurable graces for their generous support that allows your gospel message to be spread across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit, Amen. Amen. Can I real briefly give my uh, love to Midland story real quickly? When uh, I've I've told this, we got a few minutes. Please do. Yeah, because you know I've I've mentioned this before, but for those who haven't listened, you know my my wife and I uh, got married in 2003, and uh, we she's from Northern Ireland, and I was a little bit nervous of her even moving to North Texas because Northern Ireland is lush and beautiful, and you got sheep and uh, rolling hills, and it's just really really beautiful and so she was coming to you know kind of like the concrete jungle of uh, of dfw uh but then we almost immediately were asked to move to midland and i thought oh wow we're moving to the desert and she's from northern ireland and i'm not sure if she <laughs> this is going to go over so well and we moved out there and of course you know from a physical standpoint uh, west texas is not as beautiful as northern ireland but my wife actually <laughs> loved it she loved uh, she loved it's the, the people she loved the people and she she never once complained. In fact, you know, we only lived there for six months and then got called back to Dallas because we got the station here. And uh, she actually missed it. And she said uh, the the people.
people there are so, so beautiful. I think it reminded her of people at home uh, because uh, Irish people are very uh, are, are good people. And so uh, we just enjoyed that very brief, brief stint that we had living in Midland, Texas. Because as you say, Toya, it's the people. The people are, are just so, so beautiful. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. That just about closes out uh, this hour. And I want to thank everybody. Uh, that, that was a great hour to, to close things out with a Midland call and have uh, dear Juanita call in and remind us of her generous uh, uh, generosity and uh, the, the Tim's uh, pray for Tim's soul. Uh, it was awesome. That certainly was, Dave. 800-476-3311. Write it down because we are about to take a break and go into the next hour so that you have it ready to call in at 800-476-3311. Or you can donate on grnonline.com and make your pledge of support. And it was also wonderful to hear from Juanita because... <clears throat> really, Dave, I think that uh, Tim and Juanita have been supporters since the station, what, 2006 started in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, they have. I mean, from the early, early days, I, I live, you know, sometimes people come and go in different circumstances of their life, and maybe they can't volunteer for a couple years, or you don't hear from them, Or, but uh, Tim and Juanita have just always remained in, uh, in, in, in you know, in, in our circle, and so uh, they come, and so it's just be- beautiful people, and so it's so great to, to hear from her, especially such a huge, huge uh, donation from a, a recent widow as her. So pray for her and all widows, including my dear mom, who recently became became a widow as well. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. We're down to about a minute left. Uh, the, the first hour is, is uh, concluded successfully. We're going to be move on to an even bigger challenge next hour in the second hour of this uh, third day of the Christmas Sherathon. And we're very grateful for every 364 uh, of you who have called in so far. And uh, we hope that there will be hundreds and hundreds more in these uh, next uh, couple of days of the Sherathon. The theme is Come, Let Us Adore Him, and uh, we'll have uh, a new challenge and a new goal and a whole lot of other fun conversation and topics to talk about in the next hour. So we'll take a top-of-the-hour break. Thanks again for making this a successful hour. God bless you. back with more of the 2022 Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas Sherathon on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this. KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Houston.